Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to this week's Love Cars on the Grid podcast, where we go round the world to look at motorsport activity. And Paul is still going round the world, wherever you are in some jungle in the middle of America. Um, but we start, of course, with Qatar. Was it full of drama or was it a bit of a farce when you look back at it? Uh, Pop down under to Bathurst for the fantastic Bathurst 100, those amazing Mount Panorama track, the big annual biggest race in Australia. Pop over to America, of course, for NASCAR to find out how the, the 12 heading for the title got cut down to just eight. Worried whether Larson was going to make it. And then, of course, back home for the best of everything, the BTCC finale, champion crowned at the wonderful Brands Hatch Grand Prix circuit. Uh, so that's what we have to look ahead to. Of course, we always start with news. And apparently, Paul, you've got some really exciting news. I, you, I can't wait to hear. I am excited because I haven't raced at all this whole season, not a single thing, but I am joining... Um, the V-Box branded uh, is with Race Logic. The uh, so Race Logic V-Box they do all the the tele, uh, telemetry. What car are car. we? What car? I can't. I'm going to tell you now. Brands Hatch 28th, 29th October in the Indy KA500. So it's a, oh, a, a little endurance uh, Ford not car. Not the KA. I think they're I think they're 85 horsepower. Uh, but what they do, I like. I really like it because it's the second season season V-Box have done it. And they get their race logic employees as drivers who've never raced before in this uh-huh. race. So it's really good, good camaraderie. How many in the car then? How many sharing the car with you? There, there's about five. So um, and a couple of them are quite fast apparently. So uh, is I'm it 500 have... laps or 500 miles? 500 watts? It's it's I don't know, but it's about six and a half hours. So um, yeah, I should know that, well, shouldn't I? I? So about 500 laps. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Um, How long does or... the petrol last? Then are you out there for about an hour and a half oh, or two hours? about an hour i don't know these you're asking me questions i don't know yet maybe we'll get James you've got to, to prepare yourself mentally for these sorts of endurance right you can't just turn up on the day and not be physically prepared. look what happened to grand prix drivers we'll talk about in qatar yeah we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment but yeah speaking of uh, turning up on the day you're not going to turn up on the day because it's your birthday uh Indeed. so shame you're not going to be I'm at there but... i'm at thruxton on the 27th and 28th to almost get the end like only three days left at thruxton for come for a passenger ride with me or drive a single seat in a racing car uh, book up the racing addict or come and uh, just have a wild ride with me and um, then one day in November then we're packing up Thruxton everything's getting to the end of the year so it's a bit sad but then it's quite happy I did I did notice Thruxton um, that they also do a young drivers thing I was looking at yeah, all of yeah. it so that looks brilliant really Five good young kids can get out in a single seater that's not on really the good. track mind you this is around uh, a coned course in the paddock yeah well not in a single seater it's just a little road cars and it's just magic to get I think you get kids at 14 15 16 so you know in before they ever get up the public road and start slipping a clutch for the first time or using an, an automatic it's just brilliant when you see those kids out there uh, and also get so excited about it. And they're just so natural when they're driving. Like you were talking yeah. about, you know, you carting kids. They just put an opposite lock because it comes naturally. <laughs> yeah. uh, once you're 17 and you start worrying, <laughs> oh, is that my friend on the corner? I've just driven past my friend. And, oh, no. I got a text message. <laughs> <laughs> right. So anyway, let's get back to yeah, business. So. There's two champions crowned this weekend. And we'll get started yeah, with Qatar. news starting off at Qatar. Well, Qatar news really starts off with the... More kicking Andretti up the bum. I mean, it's just, I think it's a bit sad what's going to happen there. And it was really Lewis Hamilton that he had a big speech going because I think he got kicked slightly because a week ago he said, Yeah, great. Yeah, you know, 11th team, more people. He actually supported the idea. 
And someone's got a little needle in his back and said, whoa, Lois, you know, we don't want that. We don't want that. Don't be positive. So he came back and said, oh, what I actually meant to say, uh, I'd be happy to have a, a, an 11th team there, as long as it was full of diversity. Um, and uh, he talked about the, all the Formula 1 teams got white owners. So he, we, so you almost implied Ridiculous that statement. I, I took a I screenshot know. of the statement. I really, really disappointed yeah. that statement because yeah, who too. cares what colour the owners I know, but of also the team it's, are? It's, I mean, it's like, well, OK, so if, if Andretti sort of put the team in my, in his wife's name or his daughter's name, even though they didn't actually work there, would, would they be happy with that? I mean, we're all encouraging women to get jobs. We've got great engineers doing Le Mans. We've got presenters Absolutely. on... And yet there are more girls and women coming in to be engineers, but if they're not yet at the highest position, um, they're not ready for it. And, you know, Lewis is saying that they'll have to have a female driver, which... Um, they have to perhaps end. create an opportunity for, female, for a female driver yeah. to come through. And it has to be diverse from the top. Uh, at the movement, it's all white owners, a real lack of diversity yeah. from the top down. The silly thing. Really. Yeah, silly. I mean, you can't get a film. And Ronin said that they would have a female driver if they got them through. But until they've got a super license, you can't have a female driver. And that this, the, there are so many women out there. We're all encouraging it. It'll happen one day. But they seem to forget that there was a woman, Kay Peter, before the Second World War, was a successful racing driver, inspiring other women. Len Lombardi did Formula One. You know, Desiree Wilson was great in Formula One, the, the South African driver. Uh, we had Christabel Carlyle doing BTCC 60 years before, you know, Shane Edwards uh, does a great job, you know. But they've always been there encouraging women to race. Jamie Chadwick, you know, but... The road end guy said, you know, he'd put her in if she was available, but you can't until they're skilled enough. And it's the same with, you know, whether you're looking for an aeronautical engineer in Formula One to design your cars or a team manager. I mean, yes, it's a slow process. You can't suddenly force it. So for Lewis to do all that, he just, you know, got his diversity. But then, but then what chest. I don't like is that people like you and I get branded as dinosaurs, but we, we support it. We absolutely support it. But if you've got to have the right people in the right jobs, it's oh, as simple as I that. should be mentioning one of our Thruxton instructors later when we get to the BTC meeting, just such the woman that, you know, that we do support. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it looks like they're all going to try and kick Andretti down the road until they, they don't get anywhere. But um, a shame. It is a shame. So, yeah. The Qatar meeting itself, as I said, was it a drama or was it a farce? <laughs> I mean, I just don't know how to. Um, I mean, it kicked off, you know, from the very word go with the new curbs, the new surface, which had no grip, and the fact they had a sprint race. So uh, they only had FP1, then they had to straight into quali. Um, and then the, the quali, there was track limits left, right, and centre. And uh, Lando Norris had two track limits, ended up with qualified 10th for the Grand Prix, didn't he? And Piastri had two and dropped from third. They, they were interviewing the drivers. Yeah, oh, you're third. No, I'm not a change. Are you third? No, change. Oh, yes, that was a fun. And the, the point is, it's, it's, I, I like it. I mean, I understand what they're doing. Okay, if you don't want anything that drivers can hit, you don't want big curbs that might damage the car, then you have to have enforced track limits. It's not what I'd like to go. I'd like to, you know, have a, a curb, a narrow curb, and then a gravel track for a metre. And then also don't have full gravel fields because then the cars get stuck and they can't rejoin the race. It's a safety car. But if there was a bit of gravel, like the exit of the second chicane at Monza, they're always coming out and there's a bit of gravel kicked up. And if they go another two inches, it's self-handicapping. You know, you go into a bit of gravel, you lose time. Yeah, um, but nowadays, but really, nowadays that penalises the other drivers when there's gravel on the road, on the track. Well, if it brings so the other... Put a safety car out for that, no you can't win. Answer. 
There is but it's like I, I likened it to VAR in football because so many football fans now uh, would dislike it. Because the olden days, the ball ripples in the back of the net. You just check the lines when the flag's not up, and you cheer and you wait. You've got a goal, and it's <laughs> yeah. a, and the most exciting times in football, but is when your team scores a goal. <laughs> now, of course, it's oh, we're going to check it. Hold on a minute. Let's not celebrate too much. And now you see Landon Norris, you know, go to the top of the timesheet. Yo! And then, oh, no, wait a minute, hold on a minute, wait a minute. Oh, no, deleted, deleted. <laughs> and so you can't have that instant euphoria of, of someone getting on pole position when you have these tracks that have these track limits. Um, you know, I'd said, I still but it's the same in any be... modern sport now. More, any modern sport, you've got to rely on um, video evidence, you know, rugby, cricket, football. Yeah, any, but not, any... if, not if the track handicaps yeah. the driver going wide so if yeah. you've got yeah. a slippery surface or a wall or a gravel trap or a big nasty gnarly curb i think the curbs should certainly be narrower because if you if you go over a little bump then the driver knows they always complain they can't see and of course later on in the race that should change two of the track limits areas because then the tires were getting damaged by the curbs and that was another thing. we'll go to tires later uh, but it started with track limits um then we had Stroll, the Stroll drama of him pushing his... Um, Stroppy Stroll. Oh, gosh, pushing and shoving his... Um, it, was, it, was, it was assault. It was a physical assault filmed oh, on telly. It was his, I mean, I it was his trainer. He's probably his really I know, good mate. I agree. I, would, I wouldn't make a big fuss about it, but, you know, but he's definitely cracking up and, you know... He has to go, and, and another Mexican's going to have to he's go not, shortly. With he's him. not, Stroll's not going to go when his father owns the bloody company. Well, his father and... must get embarrassed. I mean, there's a talk about a team putting an £800 million offer in, apparently. So, to maximize some Middle East money again, but just a, I mean, Middle East, there's always rumors of the Middle East buying something, football club, golf course, <laughs> or whatever. So, um, well, wait and see, but I really think Lance Stroll does have to look in the, look in the mirror at himself. You know, he's going to get angry on telly and look so distressed and, you know, de depressed by his position. Well, go and race in sports cars. Go and race in IndyCar. And you can hide pay. a little bit there. Daddy you can you, you, Not in IndyCar yeah. necessarily, but in sports cars you can, or, yeah. or some WEC stuff. You, you, you can oh, yeah. hide a little bit more there. But, um, and Perez and then, again, what? what Perez, Perez 0.7 slower. 0.7 slower again in qualifying. He's lost the plot. Well, we'll come um, on to the race in a moment, or we, we yeah, well, let me mention well, now. Sprint race first. Perez, the sprint race first. But, but, but Perez, Perez getting overtaken by by cars that you would never expect a Red Bull to yeah. be overtaken by, racing yeah. with them, not pulling away like Max does. It's just the whole Perez. Well, in, in, in the sprint race, he was he was he was put off with a wasn't his fault, you know, but it was a mid pack. Uh, three into one didn't go, which took Perez out, and of course damaged his car, which put him on the back of the grid for the main race. Uh, but a sprint race was actually, I thought, quite entertaining. I quite enjoyed it, simply because, you know, three or four of them went for the soft tyre, gambling that it, you know, would last. Gambling, and, of course, yeah. you know, George made a great start and soared off into the lead. And so it was exciting. Then, of course, they all came back up with the problems and the, and the guys with the medium tyres overtook. Uh, and, of course, we had Oscar Piastri out front, you know, absolutely sensational. And, and, you know, keeping that, we had Max <laughs> Verstappen closing in and didn't exceed trap limits. Had a wonderful win. So it was really good race and a great result. But, again, ruined by first Crofty. At the moment now, Max, he, he's got the world championship. I'm going to keep on telling you he's going to be world. If the race finishes like that, he's going to be world champion. Oh, man, we've got Oscar Piastri. A complete rookie leading a race. And then they, when, when the race is over, 
the flipping, they'd set mm. up this lit stage. I mean, you thought Max had won the race. We didn't need to celebrate the World Championship. It was such a... We all knew that it was going Look, to happen think, in the main race. I don't think it, it ruined was... the race, Tiff. It, de- it didn't ruin the race, and, and but it definitely took well, away Oscar's Crofty, finest moment. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oscar it, it, should have been up on that platform first. But hang on. Win yeah, Max Verstappen just won the, his third consecutive from one title. Well, we all knew it was going to happen. That's big news. Ha- okay. We didn't right. know it was going right. to happen. Okay. But it's still big news. It's still how it's many still people knew Max Verstappen was going to win the win the world championship that weekend? Everybody. Hundred percent. How many people thought Oscar Piastri would win a Formula One race that weekend? His mum, who's very good on Twitter. <laughs> so the biggest news of the sprint race was Oscar Piastri winning. You know, and of course Lando was cross with himself because he backed up qualifying. So you know. Uh, track limits, but um, Lando, I think, Lando's, I think Lando's, he's feeling a bit of pressure still, all of a sudden now. Yeah, no, but I think he's still just about the quicker the two over race distance we saw in the race. But of course, you know, Lando was coming back from 10th, and uh, well, Piastri was given uh, given second place virtually the first quarter by the Mercedes that would come up to. But um, of course, we then had the tyre drama that come up, so then oh gosh, so. Oh. Damage, and they, they had to go out and have a practice run to see where the new track limits oh. were because they actually brought the track limits in so they couldn't reach the gnarly curbs. Uh, Pirelli, but course, if you hit the curbs, you, you get penalised. Like, no one wants to see a tyre going at 180 miles an hour, oh, no. obviously. obviously no, but if it's a puncher, a, a puncher's a puncher, a puncher and a blowout, completely different things. Yeah. But the engineers don't want Pirelli to make a bulletproof tyre, you know, which would be slower and heavier. So, um. Let's see. I mean, so, but then, and then, of course, we have this even more ridiculous. We have this chart of you can now only do eighteen <laughs> laps on a new tar or fourteen laps on the old tar, and it was a, and they had the whole list of everyone's. <laughs> oh, gosh, so we now approached a race where we knew that all had to stop after fourteen laps or fifteen laps or eighteen laps or sixteen laps. Um, we knew they had to stop three times, and some obviously made it four in the end. So a strategy, and you just are oh, you knew it was going to be a, a farce. Um, and of course, the fast began with Lewis. I mean, Lewis, I tricked you know, he's a bit desperate on Twitter. Got obviously a few uh, angry uh, Hamilton fans saying desperate. But I mean, we've seen it coming. We talked about it. Suzuka, Lewis really pushed George off the track when George was trying to get around the out on a faster tyre street. They, they, they don't like letting each other by. Mm. Uh, they both think that, that their strategy and their brain is the right way around. And I think having George stormed into the lead on the soft um, in the first in the sprint race I think Lewis just had in his mind he was going to do it he was going to go around the outside come what may um, and he just left it waiting he just cut in way too much I mean you can see he was you know halfway across the road instead of staying out he must have known Max was there so I don't know maybe he thought George would back out um, but that's the only thing I can still... assume thinking George is going to back out but, but look yeah. you know I'm not George could it, and it, George couldn't have backed out, but I'm not sticking up for the guy. But again, very magnanimous in terms of yeah. he made, he put his hand up afterwards. Yeah, afterwards. After, yeah. yeah when he I've just been taken out by my teammates. Yeah. And then George yeah. is effing and blinding and swearing. <laughs> beep, uh, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Of course, as always, you know, uh, Lewis came back with a video, you know, afterwards, taking 100 percent and apologizing. He's very he puts his hand up afterwards, you know. I think all racing drives he kicked off, but um so that was Mercedes out, um, turn one. Oscar Pastry delighted because he came from, where was he on the grid? He was about sixth on the grid, I think, into second place because two Mercs plus Fernando went the wrong way when the crash was going on. Uh, so straight away it was Oscar chasing Max. Max was disappearing into another Grand Prix. 
But then we just had this never-ending track limits, task stop, track limits, pit stop, pit stop. I didn't know who was where or who was what or where anyone was going. Um, some good midfield battles. We followed George doing lots of daring overtakes. Um, so, you know, it was sort of entertaining, I guess. But Lando came back quietly. That wasn't really highlighted until we suddenly found him, you know, right towards the end. Whoa, whoa, hold on a minute. Lando's only two seconds behind Oscar. So Lando done a pretty good uh, of, of coming back through the, the pack as well. Uh, and Perez was getting, what is his third time penalty for exceeding track limits? I don't even know where he ended up in the end. There was once, he, he was behind either Ocon or Gasly. And every time Max catches up, he seems to DRS past halfway down the straight and sail off into the distance. And then Checo either can't stay close enough in that final corner, so has more catching up to down the straights, but he took forever to overtake people. So so Perez finished 10th behind the two Alfa Romeos, yeah. behind Ocon, behind Alonso. Uh, so, yeah, but behind the two oh, yeah. Alfa Romeos and, uh, and the, the Alpine. The Alpine's a fast car, but... Should never be there. He's going to be going. Having having, uh, having started at the back along with George Russell, so mm. the two number twos started at the back. One shot all the way back. We didn't start at the back. Ended up at the back. Yeah. So um, I don't know. But Cato, it's going to be um, then. Of course, we have the heat. We haven't finished the last part of the drama. Of course, <laughs> the heat. And oh, Twitter's been kicking off again. I get these people saying this is you know we can't have this. This is you know a journalist from the time saying you know this is not you can't survive it. Of course, we've been hot driving racing cars for about the last 100 years. Um, I was doing Group C out in Japan in August in that sort of humidity in a closed car. And absolutely, you know, dying of heat exhaustion. I can remember now collapsing um, on those hot days. But then we got given um, cool suits and then we got given uh, air tubes with through cooling air into your lungs, which NASCAR boys all have, Aussie supercars all have. Because in Formula One, because they've got these stupid heavy cars, which they're trying to keep as low as possible in the regulations, the engineers don't want cool suits. They don't want air conditioning pipes. Um, so all you've got to do is just have a mandate. Well, OK, you'll all have to add whatever weight to your cars when it's a certain temperature or a certain humidity. Your drivers will have to have cool suits. Or better still, that we, I had an air hose to my helmet that they put through a refrigerated ice box. And that was the best cooling over heads. And normally you get really hot on the outside, you know, and you're just so hot. I'm like they said, I can remember having my legs in a Group C car in an aluminium monocar. I just felt my, my whole legs were in an oven. You know, the Lister Storm I raced, the, the V12 engine with his exhaust pipes were back almost, <laughs> to my, almost to my seat. So to the left of my legs, behind a bit of aluminium and a flimsy bit of um, heat retardant, was, you know, glowing exhaust pipes. I mean, it was well over 50 degrees centigrade. It just, you just, it was something you got used to. And, more more, more um, G-force, brutal corners at Qatar. Yeah, more uh, G-force, yeah, Qatar. G -force, yeah, but, but, the, but then the point is the G-force is what they're trained for anyway. So they're incredibly fit athletes. I mean, I wasn't fit at all, you know, so I just didn't have the G-force, but the heat. <laughs> you, were, you were fit. I've, um, I've read your book and seen well, you I, dropping I, I in the cars. But I think, I think because but the, they But are, the cool they... pipe, the, the cool pipe that put cold air in our lungs, that was the best ever, because whereas a, a suit cools the outside, your, your core still gets so hot. And of course, if the cool suit fails, which happened when I was racing, you're in a plastic Macintosh with no cooling <laughs> going on. So, so lots, but it's so simple to cure it. They're making such a fuss. Just have cool suits or just have a cool yeah. tube. 
and then you know yeah. then you just got your normal g-force and you survived the heat yeah. but I, I like to think them all a bit knackered i mean maybe it was a bit too punishing but i think too often nowadays you know they get out it just looks like well, they've just been driving around you know anybody could do that you know i always remember mansell and senna you know slumped on the podium and i thought that gave an element of you know this is tough you know you're in formula one it's tough but it's and funny the top three the top three when they were doing their little mini podcast when they finish as they call yeah. it nowadays um they they all seem quite chilled and relaxed well it's yeah hard, but top three you're fine but you know the adrenaline's buzzing logan sergeant Logan, who had a bit of flu apparently early in the week, and he's under intense pressure. He did a good race earlier, or he was staying with Albon. You know, I felt so sorry for that kid. Ga- Gasly, apparently, yeah, me too. I, Gasly, apparently, well, Albon, Albon was carried out. Ockham, it was Ockham, one of the two. But yeah, I mean, it's tough, and I think it's good that occasionally it doesn't have to be every race, just occasionally. You know, it's good to see them a bit. Uh, I love, the, I, I like the room after. The room after the best telly is normally the room after between interview and podium. <laughs> Where Oscar laid out. I like the way he picked up two bottles of water from the counter, then laid out. And then um, Max joined him sitting in the corner. And uh, yeah, it's, I like He's those, a cool those kid. I like, I like those two McLaren boys. I like Zach Brown. I'm yeah. really warm to, uh, warm to Zach Brown this season. And, and you see Max, and, you see a different light on Max when he's in that room. Again, he's one of the When boys. he wins, Tiff. When he wins. Yeah, all right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's the difference. Um, anyway. No, no, you know, fair, 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 Max. Uh, Zach Brown, brilliant. And McLaren, brilliant. New world record with a pit stop, 1.8 seconds as well. So it's because it's, it, it is all about the team. It's not just about the driver. This yeah. is the team. And look at Adrian Newey in terms of what he's done for the team as well. So it's all about the team. So good on them. But Where that track, with those track limits, I mean, world sports cars coming, there were 40 cars going around. How are they going to contain them? No idea. We head from Qatar, from the Middle East, round to Aussie land, where they had their great Mount Panorama Bathurst 1000. Um, massive, because we, we spoke last week about Ford still being upset. They'd brought lots of spare parts they thought they should be allowed to have to, to make this balance of power more equal. Uh, they still think the Chevy's got an advantage. In fact, in qualifying, the, the Chevys were first and second, but then they were only fourth and sixth. Only four Chevy Camaros in the top ten. And the Ford uh, Mustangs were third, fifth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. So it doesn't look like the cars were too far apart. So I don't think they can complain too much, the Ford boys. Um, there wasn't that much of it. There wasn't a too dramatic race. I didn't watch it because it was the middle of the night, Saturday, and I had <laughs> other things to do. And... Um, Oh, but uh, Shane Van Gisbergen won it, came through from about six, I think he was only about six on the grid. He wasn't in the top two, uh, with Richie Stanaway's young co-driver, because, of course, although it's a championship for the lead driver, they have to have their um, second driver with them. Um, and it was the first, they were both Kiwis. Richie Stanaway's another Kiwi. It was the first New Zealand win at Bathurst for 23 years. So there you have it. Bro- Bro- well, are they normally Aussie winners, are they? So, so, well, there's, there's, one Aussie. there's one Aussie, but double, double Kiwi. The first double key, two Kiwis in the car. Uh, Brody Kostecki and David Russell second. Then there were four Fords. So so Fords came third, fourth, fifth and sixth. And then four more Chevys. So it was always a good race, but I don't know the full details. So we go to USA, which I did watch, because that was NASCAR. (laughs) And that was Sunday night, and I had to watch that because Kyle Larson... Who was eighth in the no seventh in the point? Only eight would get through out of the twelve drivers that are going into the playoffs. This was the final race, and Kyle goes and crashes in the flipping qualifying, and so has to go to a spare car. If you got a spare car, you go to the back of the grid. So Kyle Larson around this roval road course on Charlotte had to come through from fortieth place. Where I don't know how many are nowadays. Forty, I think, started, 
to get the number put without getting knocked off. So you've got to go through all the midfield chaos, avoid trouble. Uh, and eventually Larson did get through to finish 13th. He got out to about 6th or 7th, but then he just backed out of all trouble because top 13 was enough on points to get him through. So Kyle Larson did survive to get through to the last eight. Um, several drivers sort of had to win to get through, and Kyle Busch was the only one that really seemed to, to be at a chance of jumping out of the bottom four by winning, um, but he couldn't quite do it. Um, there was a couple of yellows towards the end, and he, he was in second place, and he came out and tried to accelerate the leader, um, AJ Allmendinger, but got a squirrel on, and he couldn't. And he finished third in the end, so he's out. Kyle Busch, one of the huge favourites, out. Uh, as long as who else went out? I've got the list somewhere. Bubba Wallace went out. So did Brad Kozlowski and Ross Chastain, the melon man. So those four went out. Uh, but the winner of the story, really, the race was about AJ Allmendinger winning. Hugely popular driver. The, the, the dinger, AJ Dinger. Um, <laughs> he's 41 years old now. He was a hugely talented single-seater driver. He won the Indy Lights Championship. He won five IndyCar races. Uh, but he actually got sort of lured into NASCAR with a big money from Red Bull, I think it was. Big money contract. Um, so he's never really achieved what he should have done, in my opinion. He's now 41 years old. He had terrible trouble 12 years ago. He got done for drugs, drug um, um, failure to pass a drugs test. Uh, he was also getting divorced at the same time, so he got he lost his Penske ride. So everything worked against him. But he's now come back, new wife, new baby last week. You're about to get rained on there. You're looking a bit worried. Yeah. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so we, we all love we all love him, really. All love AJ Allmendinger. And so he won it. And he was in tears on the closing down lap. Is it a storm? Is it going to be a big storm? Will you get electrocuted live on, on YouTube? <laughs> Where are you trying to get to? It'll be the only way we'll get some um, views. I'm going to get just under some cover because we're in the rainforest and it's, I think, just about heavens are just about to open. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm settled. So I'll continue. I'll just continue. You just continue <laughs> listening. So yeah, so Digger was in tears, and it and he, he was really held. The last five or six, he had William Byram, who's won more races, the points leader, uh, chasing him all the way, and the pressure he was under around a very very tricky uh, road course, lots of concrete walls everywhere. So he sustained this huge pressure for six laps. So it wasn't a huge overtaking finale, but really tense finish. In tears, and it just means so much to him. And you know, I know if you know when you work, he's just put so much effort to his career. He hasn't had the success he should have had, and um, very emotional and so good to see. And he loved the people that got him there. So, all right, Dinger, one up for Dinger. <laughs> and Carl Larson gets through to the what final was, eight. What was the drug? What was the drugs thing that he got done for? It was yeah, some medication. It wasn't cocaine. It was some sort of slight. Right. Um, performance enhancing drug that you think was in a the usual supplement story you know you don't know where it came from um yeah. so not too much drama not an amazing race but um tense because of all the situation and a lovely lovely finish at the end and then we come all the way back to brands back home for the finale the british touring cars championship brands grand prix circuit look magnet such a good circuit you watch them racing there's, there's a bit of tarmac most places then a white line then grass you know, there's gravel chaps obviously at Paddock Hill Bend, Clearways, certain places. But there, the gravel's right up against the edge of the track. So, again, um, and just over... There must be about six corners you could overtake on a brand. So it's not just that huge one straight you're all waiting for each lap. Uh, but Ash Sutton, the favourite, took his fourth title in style of the first race. He, he oh, led all the way. he's good, isn't he? He's so good. Tom Ingram Is he the best ever BTCC? 
driver? I think he, he will be if he hangs around. But, you know, Colin Turkington's won several. Jason Plato's won 98 races. and He's never going to make his 100, I'm sadly now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tom Ingram's almost as good. You don't know who's got the better car. Tom Ingram just yeah. pushed him, you know, second of the championship, but he couldn't. It was just a second behind for the whole race. And the same happened in race two because they start from the same group positions. Um, but he, but uh, he didn't quite get... Ash didn't get the triple, though. From He picked number nine, so he was ninth for the grid for the reverse grid. But he had a clash with Tom and ended up with a, a, a brake marker boarding and his radiation had to stop and came back to 13th. So he didn't clean, didn't sweep, as Americans would say. But uh, they just the amount of racing going on, it was really entertaining. Um, the reverse grid race was pretty exciting as well. Amazing battle early on with them. Um, who was put on pole? It was uh, Stephen Jelly got the pole position out of a ninth. And had a great battle side by side for about half a lap once with Josh Cook in the Honda and Jelly at a BMW. But then Jake Hill, who um, he had a quiet weekend. The BMWs weren't really on the pace. They yeah. finishing fifth and sixth. I think Jake was about sixth in the second race. So he finished, started third or fourth on the grid for the for the reverse. But he did this audacious overtake. I mean, it was illegal, basically. Um, Tim Harvey said, you know, I, I can't, I'm not going to say track limits, but I, I'd like not to. So coming out of Jelly and um, uh, Josh Cook, kept on going side by side. Josh Cook dived up the inside of Jelly into Westfield, the second of the three, two fast corners out back. Uh, so they both sort of slowed and pushed each other wide. So even though Jelly was on the apex, the curb, Jake went four wheels across the grass on the inside. Yeah. Uh, so so then he made it three wide, going through Dingle yeah. Dell and up to up to the corner, and he took the lead. And then he, he was the quickest car, but technically that was quite definitely uh, a tr an illegal overtake with four wheels off the off the track. Um, but even I went last race of the year. I wouldn't begrudge him. Um, but you do have to not encourage those sort of moves because people start doing them all over the place, and uh, that can't happen. But just brilliant, Spransatch Grand Prix circuit, just a great racetrack. It's like the Road America in America, which is the best road course in the world. Uh, Brands, I think, is probably about second best because uh, it's got these ups and downs and dales and so many different types of corners. Um, just the quick one I said about supporting women, which we do quite often. Um, we all, all follow Edwards, you know, she's done a great job, had a miserable weekend, got getting bashed out in her touring car. Um, but uh, Lydia Wormsey was a, was a Thruxton instructor some weekends. You may well see her if you come down. She comes down and work at Thruxton to earn a bit more money. But um, she came 10th overall in the minis, 10th out of the 23. She's always in the middle battling. Um, she was it's amazing. Her weekends always start. She was like one and a half seconds off the pace in race one, but she got from 15th to 13th. And in race two, she got from 13th to 7th. Uh, started last year in 7th, elbows out. Uh, battling with the best of them and ended up um, just half a second off the pace by the time the third race. So, and she does it with her dad's team. Her dad runs the car. You know, all the other teams, you see these professional outfits that they're renting the drive with, you know, so they're sharing. So Lydia Worms, if you want to back a drunk, another, um, another girl to go join Jade in touring cars, uh, go for Lydia Wormsley. Well done, Poor Lydia. Poor old Jade. I felt, uh, well done, Lydia. I felt so oh, very no. sorry for Jade again. It wasn't her season in terms of luck this weekend uh, this this season and we have to say sorry to a, there's a BMW girl that fell off the pit wall she's in hospital right yeah, now yeah I saw that um, yeah Isla I'm sorry don't know I think it's Isla Should there's know. lots of tweets coming through from from, from um, Scouser he's complaining about the Conservative Party as well what's coming time. on next week what's what coming on next what's, week what's you know what's his name Tom Antater Paul O'Neill Paul O'Neill's in the hospital 
with the poor girl. And so, so Lee, well done, Paul, looking after him. But he had a rant about hospitals and NHS because she was in a... Oh, Sophie conference. Wright. Sophie Wright, isn't it? Get well yes. soon, Sophie. Sophie Wright. <laughs> 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 What's coming up next week? So uh, back at Brands Hatch is... Uh, yeah, back home with on the On a knife's edge with the, the superbikes. Yeah, the beer monster Ducatis go head to head. Three races to decide which beer monster Ducati rider takes the championship. Um, and Mon bikes still around the world. MotoGP go to Indonesia. That's going to be hot uh, to see if uh, um, Bagnaya can start to hold back the, the non stop march of Jorge Martin. Um, there's still six races to go out. There's loads of racing MotoGP. Interesting, the IMSA GTP, I think it's the last race, the IMSA championship, this fabulous Putty Le Mans race. I think it's six hours. Or eight hours ends in the dark, starts at midday and ends normally in the dark. Uh, a fabulous track. Um, and interesting from Britain, Jensen Button's having a go for his first go of the Porsche oh, cool. 963. Interesting, he shared with Mike Rockefeller, who's a German driver, he sounds very American, who he shared that um Camaro at Le Mans with. So he's with Mike Rockefeller, but also with Mike Rockefeller's regular teammate in this Porsche 963, this Dutch kid. Uh, I'll try to pronounce it. It's Tijman van der Helm. And it's a, he's 19. And, you know, when I did sports cars, we were all like 30 plus. We we're all guys that hadn't made it in single seaters, you know. But now, of course, you fail in single seaters when you're about 17 and start, you know, going. And obviously, he's a very, very well financed young lad. I mean, he did, he did the usual five years of karting, didn't really win much. He did um, three years, I think, of single-seaters. He was rubbish in Formula 3. I think he finished about 23rd. Um, obviously, Daddy or whoever finances him realised that he wasn't going to be a Grand Prix superstar, so started buying him rides at LMP3, then LMP2. And now he's bought a seat in, you know, in the, in the GTP cash, the top class, you know. But I still want to imagine that they're pretty... Chunky cars, you know, they're quick, yeah. difficult yeah. cars. And he's a 19 year old, now he's got experience. And obviously, when you're in a three driver, you can hide as maybe not being nearly as quick as your, as your main driver, you can sort of hide away a bit. And get they've had a couple of fourth places, but it is still when I read a 19 year old doing these sorts of races, <laughs> I think oh, that's not right. Well, let's they see how he gets on be... next week. We'll have a look at his um, times as well. Yeah, NASCAR go to Las Vegas, baby, for the first of three races, which will cut it from the eight down to the final four that go to the finale. Yeah, exciting. Drama in that's Las it. Vegas. So that's it. Sorry sorry for the You're coming home and... at all? You're just staying out there? Yes, Where's thank the goodness. Storm? Thank Where's goodness storm? I'm coming home. Outside, the... it's, uh, it's, it's... Actually, it's, it's not. It's just it's some big old dollops of rain fell on the laptop and then um, and it's all cleared up now. So uh, I'm a bit the, joys of the joys of the jungle. I can't wait to get back to... Suburbia, actually. <laughs> uh, it's been very, right. an interesting trip. We've got some good stuff to uh, share with you over the coming months. But uh, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Cheers, all. Bye. Cheers.